Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Pat Moore. Hi, hello. I'm here. I'm Pat Moore, and I'm an adult. You are. I like how a lot of people are circling back around to that. And I am an adult. (laughs) Like, we really feel like we need to to push that point because it doesn't feel... Do you often feel, like, surprised that you've got so much responsibility? Like, do you have that feeling of, like, wow, I I am an adult. Like, this is what it is? No. Okay. I I mean, in the more in the sense that I don't feel like I have the responsibility. Ah, okay, okay. I I do not feel like an adult. Mm -hmm. Uh... I kind of think that part of that is just, and let's just get deep in it let's right go away. Straight in, dive, dive uh, deep. I feel like you don't feel like an adult unless you have a child, in a way. Really? What about you? You just got a dog, though. That makes me feel more adult. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I suppose me having plants made me feel more adult. Yeah. That was a real move for me. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, that's so sad. I, I have had a pet before, um, but it died, and so that's why I uh, haven't had one. Well, uh, Do you yeah. want to include the plants part? Should we start off? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, me maintaining my plants does make me feel more responsible. Like, yeah, yeah, like they're they're great. Like, I can abandon them for five weeks. I come back, only one of them died. Oh, that's pretty good. You can see, and like the and, and there's no legal bad. ramifications for none. letting that plant die. None, none, and the others are just happy that I'm back. Yeah, happy, <laughs> full of forgiveness, you know. Um, okay, so you think until you have a child? Um, no, I mean, I don't know if that's really. But I just feel like if you did that, that would make me feel adult. Yeah, because you're clearly an adult when you have when you have the contrast of, yeah, the, here is a thing that's completely dependent on my existence and it's classified as a human and I have to keep it alive. Otherwise, uh, there's going to be serious ramifications. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's just, it's, I think part of why I don't feel like an adult is that it's like I don't have a lot of the trappings that I associated with adult life when okay. I was a kid, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, my like nine to five job that I wear a tie and my mm-hmm. white picket fence mm-hmm. and my I mean, I have a wife, but I'm like, we go clubbing. So that can't, yeah. that's not like an adult. I love that. Mar- shit. <laughs> I definitely had my most adult looking years in my 20s, like corporate jobs, mm-hmm. wearing like. I wouldn't say power suits, but I definitely wore like pantsuit. Yeah, like ca- like 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 proper like Hillary corporate. Rodham Clinton like yeah, energy. like like energy. Yeah, <laughs> like it would be it would still be a little bit like you know I shaved my head at one point during that period, but I'd still be wearing like you know like like tailored pants with high heels and like a shirt. So I had a vest stage. I had I wore oh. ties for a while because I wanted to. Uh, I, you know, I looked like- And be I honest, like, did you get those ties just so you could do the thing at the end of the day? <laughs> where you're like, mama needs a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was like smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey. Like those were those the, days. The Don Draper days. Yes. I really, I love those days. I, I, I do kind of miss the, I do sometimes, you know, I go like, I feel so healthy and I don't regret it at all, but I, there's a part of me that miss, misses the like having a whiskey, having a cigarette and just like the complete lack of thought for your future health, mm. uh, anyone around you. It's just. Well, it's that, it's that pleasure in like watching the world burn. Exactly. You know? Like I used to have this really uh, dark, well, I don't know if it's that dark, but like when I smoked cigarettes in my early 20s, mm. I was like, I'm too much of a wimp to kill myself, but this is like a little slice of suicide. Like I know this is going to kill me and yeah. I'm like, Oh, that feels good. Totally. I, I, I always said the reason why I kept smoking was because I love the self-harm. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked cool. Yeah. Like, 
like, you know, cutting yourself, ah, it's a bit too much of an attention-seeking moment. Yeah, Whereas yeah, smoking yeah. a cigarette and just like and being able to do like the the, the, and the, the cool nice smoking. You can, you can smoke with the uh, short sleeves. You can smoke with your sleeves, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and no sharp objects. And yeah. but fire is cool, blah blah yeah. blah. But like, um, yeah, I, I had those, and also like I was married in my twenties. I had like a very domestic space in my mm. life. I, you know, I, like I was, I was on the road to having all of those very adult uh, things around, and then I was like. Pfft. Berlin, you know, yeah. and uh, back to living like a child. And right now is definitely the most like I've got a very, you know, established apartment, even though it's like weird, but it's, you know, it's my no, it's a home. It's like it's super nice. You have I don't want to give the viewers away, but like you just redid your balcony like yeah. you, you paid someone to make you a desk like yeah. that's that custom, is adult custom furniture all through this apartment yeah uh, and uh, but yeah but like in terms of having okay so it's funny that you bring up the kid thing because I actually just had a conversation with my mom this morning and I've made a decision and I need to follow through with it because I've been talking about it for a while but the decision is to go to a fertility clinic a kinderwunsch clinic and they will actually test your fertility for free because that's the step into then them getting your business for going through with the whole IVF kind of mm. or egg freezing process process but they will test your fertility for free and i want to know if, like if you're already infertile you can stop worrying I about it stop thinking about it <laughs> like i love the idea that like you know like i i, I break up with all these men because they're not appropriate for me because they don't want to have kids but then i go to have kids and like the dude's infertile you know yeah or, or like, yeah yeah or like i was infertile the whole time like let's just find that out first mm-hmm. you know and then and then like if i'm infertile then it's like i don't need to I don't need to think about this ever again. Like adoption's always an option until they don't let you because you're like over 45 or whatever. But like- Is that a thing? Yeah. In Australia, you can't adopt if you're like over 40, I think. Oof, rough. I don't know about Germany, but yeah. But if I'm infertile, that's like, what a weight off. Don't you think that's a little bit telling the level of excitement you got at your own infertility? Like, doesn't that say a little something about whether or not you want to do this? I think that's what my mom was reacting to in the phone call today. She could hear my excitement. She was like, oh, Anna. Oh, Anna, sounds like you want to be infertile. And I was like, well, yeah, that'll make it way You want to be infertile? I'm like, like low-key, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I want to be a mum, but if I'm infertile, boom! That, like... All that, it's just like, it's like, for me, it's the same as like not drinking. It removes the whole conversation in my head mm-hmm. around like, should I, shouldn't I, when, you know? Well, it's also, it's nice. These type of, deci- when these type of decisions are taken out of our hand, like when a door is just closed, for it's you. so much easier to mentally then be like, oh, okay, well, this is my life. Like now I'm moving forward with this. And exactly. so, yeah, I, I can actually relate to that uh, yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the thing is, the last for the last four years, three years, the last four years, I've basically continually met men, except for like my last boyfriend, boyfriend. But most men have been five to ten years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Not in the position hot. for wanting hard, yeah. <laughs> but they, like they and they keep coming to me, and it's like, and it's created this whole, you know, this this whole um, struggle, for, you know, of like, why don't why am I continually around people who don't want to have kids and who are not in the place to have them? But what if it's like that whole conversation? Can be removed because I can't have kids, and then you could just enjoy yourself. Exactly, and I'm actually. But I mean, you would find something else. Like to, that's to also. About. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the nature of humanity. It's like as soon as you're not having kids, it's like, 
well, but what about, I mean, we don't know. But then, the- like, my career becomes so much more precious <laughs> yeah. because I'm like, I have to succeed in this because it's all I'll ever have. Um, <laughs> this is what I leave behind now. <laughs> this. <laughs> this podcast. This, this episode. But, um, but, yeah, like, I absolutely. But I think it would mean, like, I'll probably end up looking into the adoption thing and whatever. But it's just, like, I've actually, I actually got to the point after being in Australia for the festivals where I came back and I was like, my new outlook is you know that it's that whole thing of like even if i find someone who wants to have kids with me it could turn out that they're infertile yes and it could turn out that i'm infertile and all of these things and to have this this whole topic of wanting to have kids um sort of impinging on on my relationships it's like why i think what my new goal as a as a loving human and like a love seeking human my only goal right now is to in the near future live like cohabit with a partner that's all i want Mm. having kids i can't control that i cannot but i want to be in love and i want to share my space and live with someone that's all i want at this point well let me tell you (laughs) think about it again (laughs) (laughs) just joking sweetie love ya um (laughs) (laughs) Um, no but i i know i totally i i think uh, and I think I think I've said this to you before. I don't remember if it was on the podcast or just in our own personal lives. But the thing about my childhood is I grew up around mostly all adults who didn't have children. Yeah. And they all had very full, meaningful lives. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so many people our age who are like worried about this whole thing of like, should I have kids? Should I not have kids? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And I always tried to... I think a lot of us or a lot of people didn't have it very many examples of like adults with fulfilled lives without children. Yeah. And it's totally a possibility. And yeah. like and it and looks pretty good for most of them. Yeah, right. Like it's it's I mean, there are of course things I think about having kids that are like very valuable and and cool and amazing and yada 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 and yeah. I love you moms, but uh, Yeah, yeah. That being said, there is also another option that is not, uh, I think that like when people picture it, it's just like dying alone in your sad apartment. Which you do anyway. <laughs> Which you do anyway, <laughs> yeah. But like, you, like, like not having a family doesn't mean you're going to, you know, like you, you could have your partner watching you as you die. Yeah. Or you could have like. Or you watch your partner die and then you still die alone. And then you still <laughs> And that's and that was that was also a big aha like in the last year. It was just like, wow, like you could still meet the love of your life and they can still die. And then you can still die completely alone and blah blah blah. Super yeah. nice thoughts, right? And you could meet the love of your life, you could cohabitate, you could decide let's have a baby, and then you could get pregnant and you could like, you know, go through the whole pregnancy and then at the end of that the baby could come out and just be a stillborn. Absolutely. So you know, Absolutely. there's just so many fun options there's on the so table. Many options. And then on the way home. The, your partner actually starts to have a mental breakdown. They kill themselves. Now you don't have a baby or a partner, and you're again all alone in the apartment. So you just never know. Life has its twists and turns, its ups and downs. What an adventure! Oh man, when you st- started saying that, I was like, "Oh no, where are you going?" And then it got worse and worse. <laughs> Because I did, like, yeah. I also, yeah, like a lot of my friends have started. Ha- Do you, are all your friends having babies? Mm, no, I don't have. I have a couple of don't friends. Have friends. <laughs> I don't have friends. 
friends. I, <laughs> I have jokes that are starting to really work, but I don't have friends anymore. Um, Overrated. Overrated. Yeah. <laughs> I have good colleagues in the comedy community that I put up with. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's 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 apt. But uh, no, I have a few friends from college who have had kids, but we are like not close in touch, okay. you know, like I know they have kids, but I haven't met their kids. We don't call or yeah, text. Yeah, or... Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, I've had quite a few friends around me um, in Berlin have kids and um, yeah, just the contrast. Does that make it, it better or worse? That they're in Berlin? No, that like the idea, like the, this thing of should I have kids or not? Yes. Does, um, it, does it push you one way or the other? Yeah, it, like it makes me not want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, well, the thing is, like, I don't want to, like, I feel like one, I know some people who've had a baby and it feels like they resent the baby's removal of their freedoms, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is not how you want to be having a baby like if you mm. want to have a baby you should be like you should listen to me but this is such a like a non-parent uh you know telling people who have children how they should be but if you want to have a kid ideally you're celebrating everything that that child has brought into your life and in the process of wanting to have the kid you're very reconciled with the fact that i'm not giving up freedoms i'm getting this life and this new um experience of being human and being a mother being a father being a whatever mm. And that you're ready to give up these freedoms. Yeah, or, and it's not giving up. It's like going, Trading. oh, I'm done with that, and now I have this, and this is amazing. Yeah. And I do feel like these friends, uh, yeah, there's a bit of resentment around the baby. Mm. Even though they're very, they love the child, they're doing a great job, but they're, I hear it, mm. you know? And then um, another friend, um, yeah, their baby just passed away. Glad yeah. I made that joke. Yes. <laughs> Woohoo! Very good. Did not know that ahead of time, but I just felt an energy and I was like, this is what this moment means. This is where I need to go. And it's been like insanely. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, there is a chance. Like, it's, I think the chances are one in 500 babies die from like, not from like an accident or whatever, like, just like genetically, just yeah. health. Like, it happens. Yeah. That's a huge chance that you have a baby and it fucking gets taken away from you. No way you could have done anything. Like, yeah. it's horrific. Like, that is such a tra like, traumatic thing to have. And then I was speaking to my mom and she's like, well, Anna, my two um, siblings, my first two siblings. So my grandma had a baby. This baby died after three months. Had another baby. This baby died after seven months. Then had a miscarriage. Then... Proceeded to have my uncle, my auntie, and then my mother. How crazy is that for an existence? That is insane and different times that we live in. Isn't it insane? <laughs> and there was absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, my uncle, my auntie, and my mother, like, like health-wise, but like two babies that came out and then died. And then a miss, like, how do you go through that? That, that level of, just like, that grief. I... Tried to do a podcast for a year and it didn't get very many views and I was like, never mind, I'll stop trying. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the level that I'm like like I would have I feel like the first bait I'd be like, ah, okay, never mind then. <laughs> I mean the follow through is impressive. I love it. I love seeing what people relate to with these stories. Like when someone dies, feel like well, my dog. And I'm like, 
And you were like, my podcast. That's amazing. Yeah, your, your grandma's grief, my podcast grief. You know? yeah. like, <laughs> it's very sad. You know, I had high hopes. I put a lot of love and energy into it. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, also it's like if I'm infertile, I reckon I just like, like that'll like prompt me to just making my body look like as young as possible. Like I just be that like, like Mm. try to be like the hottest bitch with this like non-childbearing body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like then you could do get into the like, you know, whatever kind of fillers, you know, tucks, nips, whatever you want to do. With zero, like, oh, is this going to affect the breast milk later? Right. Or blah, blah, blah. Although, I don't know how I feel about plastic surgery. Like, I don't I don't judge people. I don't. But I do go. <laughs> That's a, always a strong way to start judging somebody. <laughs> I don't judge any of these people. However, however I do strongly however, feel. <laughs> I do want to accept my aging, you know. Mm. And, and however, I have just recently started after years of believing that if you remove a gray hair... You get two more. Mm. And I believe this right up until I watched uh, an Australian TV series recently. And uh, and in it, a woman's like, oh, yeah, I plucked out 11 gray hairs this morning. I'm like, if she plucks them out, that means they're not growing back double. Like This is literally a month ago. So I've started removing my gray hairs and uh, and I feel better about it. Ah, OK, well, I didn't I didn't know that that was even an option. Right, um, I didn't think. Well, I thought it was like bad for the for, uh, for the head yeah. to remove them, but I, I've just started removing them, and I feel. And then, like this 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 guy that I'm seeing at the moment, who's 26, mm. he's like, "Oh, you have a gray hair." And we were on the bus the other day, and I was like, "Just one?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's just one." I was like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, it's cool. I'm like, yeah, just one. Okay. Like, <laughs> have you seen how many there were before? I'm not sure if you think it's cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've started going gray. I didn't, I had, that was a terrible moment for me as I was like. Oh, really? Well. How old are you again? 33. Okay. Yeah. But I, right. last, the last fishing season, I think, like, pushed me over the edge. Like, it, like I, I, and actually, you could appreciate this. This is adults only. Dude, that's, you sounded like you were 70 then. <laughs> the last fishing season, that's, that's what really pushed me over the edge. Like, like, your knees, you know, like, your knees weak now. Or your, it is, also. <laughs> <laughs> and my fingertips are still not great, but. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at your. <laughs> my, my poor manual labor career yeah but before that and i think you'll like this i was only gray on my ball sack um, <laughs> of course i like this yeah isn't that hilarious i think that is hilarious yeah like how how full coverage are we talking of like grayness it was on the like ball sack? it was like a 30 40 per, like a very like significant, oh, significant. like noticeable uh, so your balls were feeling old <laughs> my balls were feeling old <laughs> they were like yeah um anyways i'm not gonna just skate over that but um (laughs) old balls yeah wow that's so funny because yeah like when i started i got like my first couple of grays on my head probably my late 20s i think my divorce was the Mm. what really like like like, um propelled my my gray my gray hair development and then it wasn't shortly after that that i noticed like a gray pube mm, yeah. but it's still like very like in the minority yeah and if anything i like to refer to them as my my blonde pubes but they definitely <laughs> i do that too <laughs> like, oh, a lot of blonde coming in on the... <laughs> but that was the thing that was shitty is i told like i noticed this year some gray hair 
on my head mm. and I told uh, I told aunt, or I told my wife uh, I'm like I noticed like a couple of gray hairs and she's like oh yeah and I was like <laughs> <laughs> He's like, did you not know? That's been like that for a while. Because they're often in places like, for example, my big um, sort of forest of them is like here. It's under mm. underwear. Like the, there's a, a whole bunch of hair that covers the area. But then you lift one, like uh, one uh, flap up. I don't know what you call yeah. it. Like like chunk. Of I want to call it a flock for some a reason. Flock. But that's All right, not... let's call it a flock. And then there's like there'll be like a patch where it's like twenty. Yeah. But it's just underneath, it's hiding. And then I'm I sh- I'm sure there's ones in the back at the moment that I can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe this boy was being sweet, sweet by saying, yeah. like, just one. Like, of course he's seen more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I feel like, can, let me, so, you know, uh, let's talk about the young guys for a second. Okay. Let's, or just young partners. Yes. Because, you know, look, if you, if I were, say, with a 23-year-old young lass, yes. you know, I might get a couple looks. Or, yes. let's, let's just say 21, you know? Ooh, but, hold on, but 33, like these guys, like I'm 36, they're 26. Yeah, yeah. I've been 36 for a while. There was a point where they were 25. But, yeah, um, it's, and then year before yeah. that, they were 24. Well, there was one 23-year-old <laughs> last year. <laughs> <laughs> and that one felt like, I really liked him actually. But yeah, 23 to 35, I was like, ooh. I mean, okay, so either either way, I, I'm not passing judgment. To me, I'm like, mm. they're young, they're hot, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Uh, but here's the real element, because I, for me, and I want to hear what you find attractive about it, but I noticed I've spent my whole life feeling not cool. Like, I don't feel cool. I don't feel like an adult, and I don't feel cool. I've always felt like mm-hmm. I'm not cool, I don't feel cool. I never felt like I had, like... Maybe when there were girls hitting on me when I was younger, I was just too self-conscious to, like, understand it. And I was, you know, maybe that was the thing. Or maybe just girls didn't hit on me. It could be either one. It's, who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? but that's the thing I've noticed now. Occasionally, like, when a, like, a younger girl is kind of, like, enamored by me almost I would Mm. use the word and I'm Mm. like oh I totally get this like I get why guys would be Mm. called to that because it's it's I mean of course there's the thing of like oh like younger you know whatever what like younger like 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 smoother I don't know whatever you know like we we as I think we could agree we as a culture idolize youth Youth, and so yes uh, yes. that's all I'm saying so but I feel like for me the real thing would be that thing of like because you have this more life experience it's like you get to like tell them about cool bands and like you know be the one who's like oh yeah like I've done acid like a bunch of times you know like (laughs) whatever the thing is you know it's that is that feed maybe that's just because I'm an ego narcissist person but Mm. so what is it like is is there an element where they're like wow Anna's so like cool and like or I don't think so. Are like, they just sweeter or I, I I think I'm not sure like okay, so for example the twenty three year old super cool. Like he was a really cool guy. Like he he was cool. Like I didn't feel like he was cool like I was cooler than him. I don't feel 
I don't know. If, I, I don't feel like I'm cooler. Like, yes, I have more experience. Usually for me, what the what the trouble is, is getting them like getting to the point where I feel confident that they understand that I have more experience. Mm. So it's quite it's not this like, oh, they um, revere me, mm. revere, revile, revere. Me. Revere. They don't. It's not that they revere me. It's that it's. They it's, revile your gray pubes. They revere you. Yeah. What's revile? I, I think it's revile. like it's like a like. Ugh. Yeah, I think yeah. revile is gross, yeah. and revere is it's to like, like admire. Yeah. Um, but um, but no, it's 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 not this power thing. It's like these guys are these guys. Are, so it started like when I moved to Berlin. It started. So my first my boyfriend when I moved here, he was uh, I was twenty nine and he was twenty seven or twenty six. Okay. He was twenty six and I was twenty nine. That was the first time of like wow, this younger than me. And it's just gotten worse and worse. So after him, uh, there was Gino. He was nine years younger than me. And then and then there were a few people that were more my age. But then um, like twenty twenty one. It was like 25, 25, 25. Then it started 2020. Um, uh, no, that was 2021, 27. Another 25, another 23, 20. Like it's it's all 25s. And I was actually um, talking to a friend uh, yesterday. I had a crush on someone when I was with my first boyfriend in Berlin. When I was 31, I had a crush on this person. But then I found out she was 25 and I lost interest. Because I was like, that's so young. <laughs> and now things have changed. Like, what the fuck? And uh, yeah, and so and I. And the problem is now she's too old. <laughs> exactly. She's 30 now and it's all ruined. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> But no, that's the thing. Like, I'm not like uh, no, I'm still know, attracted to her actually, and I'm still like I'm still I'm still attracted to people that are you know like I, I dated a 40 year old last year, mm. and I, I'm super I'm into everybody, but it just seems to be that these young people keep coming into my orbit. Yeah, and so, I don't know what it is. But so there isn't something. It's not like there's something specifically you could put your finger on that is like is it can that because. Uh, well, we didn't even get to talk about drugs yet. I would, great I, drug stories. Yeah, but we, we need to talk about drugs. But I'd say this, there is an energy thing. So these young people, these young people that I see, they will want to go out. They mm-hmm. will want to stay up and fuck. They will um, be able to sleep long like me. Or they will uh, be able to go without a bit of sleep. Or they, they are a little bit more flexible with their work structure. Or, mm. you know what I mean? Their like, lifestyle fits more. Yes. Yeah, sad but true. I think that is actually what, what kind of... Of yeah. makes it work. They're like Tuesday, get drunk in a park. Yeah, Fuck I mean not yeah. get drunk, but you know whatever. Yeah, take ketamine with ketamine me in the toilet. In the yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, but honestly, that wraps up a lot faster than the drinking in the park. Yeah. So yeah, no, we're maturing here. But um, but even like. Like, you know, to be honest, like these guys that I'm seeing, they have like serious jobs. <laughs> they, um, you know, they, they, we don't party that, like we're not partying that hard. It's, I think there's just like a, I think with the slightly older people, I feel like, like I get a little bit like grossed out when I meet someone and they've just got story after story about their exes and about all of their life experiences. Mm. And so I have all of that stuff, but I'm not, I'm at the point. But you're, you're smart enough to just like, I keep that shit under wraps. Exactly. <laughs> if you want to learn about that, come see me do stand up. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, if you want to, if you want to know about my past, happy to talk about it, but I'm not going to just start laying it mm. on you every time we meet. It's like, if it comes up, 
up and it's relevant, but I'm not interested in in talking about all of my past stories. Like I've meditated on them, they're there, but it's not like when I hang out with someone, it's not wanting to like like show parts of my history all the time. That's that's not that's there. It's cool. Yeah. But I'm more interested in without sounding fucking lame, but like I'm more interested in the present, more interested in ideas, more interested in like understanding things as opposed to just retelling parts of my life and i feel like older dudes they're very interested like old like people my age often are interested in just retelling their stories mm-hmm. yeah yeah i I, mean, I noticed like i i i think you're right uh and, and proving that they've had proving their their life's interest or you know like proving proving that they've they've got this thing and that they're you know it's like that's not what's interesting like what's interesting is how we can interact and how we can approach new ideas or what we could do together you know i think also though part of the issue is and this is just to save my set my own ego because i do love to tell a story but, I have a story too. But I think part of the problem, what I notice is what's annoying about it, and I think this is the comedy thing, is it's like people telling stories and you're like, you're not telling this story well. Yes. Like this story is dragging. Like yes. get to the point. There like, has to... Like and that detail a lot was of irrelevant. Like there's that's... no punchline at all. It's just like, and that was the month I spent in Thailand. In prison. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's like another one. <laughs> like, Do you know how many men I've been with that have been in prison? That's why it's crazy. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Two that have spent like considerable amounts of time in a Thai prison. Uh, and then drugs? Uh, one was drugs, one was uh, immigration fraud. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. All right. <laughs> I, th- I, those type of crimes scare me because they're the type of crimes I could see myself accidentally. Oh, this like, was accidental. This was like a total trying to escape from their country uh, and, okay. and migrate to another one. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yes. Yeah, so anyway, like I think I think there is something in me where I like I do try. Like I'm still, you know, I'm seeing some younger people, and so I'm still on the dating apps looking for people that are age appropriate. Mm-hmm. But then, like, as you know, like I will get turned off them quite quickly when I can see that there's this like. It's like oh, like I'm oh, like I don't you know I don't want to. I don't know. Yeah, it's like they have so much more baggage. And I know I have a bunch of baggage, but I think I'm I'm holding it together pretty well. You're carrying it. I you carry have, you it. You have a backpacker's backpack. You The weight is distributed. Absolutely. And... I got one of those little straws from the back yeah. where I can keep myself <laughs> hydrated. No one notices any better. Like It's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's neat. Yeah. You know? it's yeah. Neat. It's neat and organized. You're like, I can unpack this for you if you want, but it's going to take some time to put it back. So do we really want to do, do that? We, and, and like happy to unpack it if you want, but like, you know, it's, it's pretty good right now. Yeah. And like maybe we might need to stop and like, you know. But it's also interesting this idea like age appropriate. Like what does that even mean? You know? Exactly. Like I feel like it only it, it really only holds like okay, obviously I think I think a, a a difference of more than ten years, like more than let's say twelve years becomes quite a power imbalance. And I think that's where it becomes inappropriate, maybe, because someone has just so much more like you're a whole generation um different, right? You when you can be their parent. Like I met a guy who was twenty. Ten years wouldn't be a parent, though. No, not ten years. More than let's twenty say more years. Than, more than twenty years. Yeah. Forty with a twenty-year-old. That's sixty with a thirty-year-old. I think, I think sixteen, like fifteen years, is problematic. Ah. I think fifteen plus is problematic. I, because you can be a there parent. There are a lot of couples who are 10, 15 year gap. Like I know, like I have a lot of friends and stuff whose parents are a ten, fifteen year 
gap. Really? And really? and I think what, what do they get together quite late in life? Is that what happened? Late in the guy's life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I think and maybe some of that is like, you know, the patriarchy or whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry to air quote that on your podcast. Love that you air quoted it. I'm just that's the gif. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Clip it, <laughs> patriarchy. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't know. Like it, it's, uh, I, I just meant it in the. Uh, I didn't want to use it in the overused way. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but that it's that like there is sometimes an element of uh, emotional maturity coming later for men, and so. So what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Well, that's something to talk about with your therapist. <laughs> but, like, these guys, for example, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because the thing is with, with the... Okay, so maybe there's a thing where um, these dudes, like, when they get to my age, they haven't processed all of their fucked up experiences. So they're not actually that emotionally developed. And they've got all of this baggage and it's a mess. Whereas 10 years pre prior to that, you're getting these guys who, you know getting like they're adults they're getting their shit together they haven't been traumatized yet without um resourcing themselves to like like they've kind of gotten over their main main traumas so far and they haven't like had the next 10 years to get fucked up mm. and not process it so maybe like that's the difference that these men that i've been dating who are actually my age have not done the emotional work in that, those 10 years that i feel like that could be and maybe this is now getting not funny but uh i'm, sorry, I'm not sure how much of this has been funny <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i thought my podcast bit was, yeah, that was, that was great. That i think was great. the best bit so far was my dead baby bit. definitely <laughs> a great callback yeah. anyways uh no but i mean maybe there is also something to the thing of that young with if you're dating 25 years old the pool is much like larger to some extent yeah you know like uh and so there's i don't know maybe there's more good options yeah maybe as in like the guys that are single in their mid-30s uh most a lot of them are the leftovers <laughs> well i think there's different it's like leftover or had a committed relationship mm. that they thought was like maybe something that was going somewhere and didn't so that yeah. creates a new trauma that maybe they haven't dealt with yeah. or or uh you know just are like we're always someone who had a commitment issue and wasn't ready mm -hmm, and so i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it just that uh i i mean that I feel like there are definitely people who are in their mid thirties, mid forties, even mm, yeah. who it's like are ready and capable of being in a loving partnership, and maybe just haven't been in the right circumstances yeah. or the right time or place or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like there's probably also an element of some of those different categories being being there versus you know someone who was like ah I'm like really looking for like a loving thing mm. maybe they are trying that and maybe that's going to fail in 10 years and then there'll mm -hmm. be like a new a new wave a new wave at a certain when I'm, when I'm mid 40s I'll be hitting those 36 year olds mm -mm -mm. <laughs> yeah I don't know I think there is something to be said for um, yeah for the um, emotional work that men have been doing and the men that I meet uh, in their mid 30s or in their 40s and yeah just like the, the emotional maturity I'm not seeing a huge difference between the mid 20s and, and the, the mid 30s yeah yeah also could be Berlin. I also, said that to a friend of mine recently. She was like, these fucking good people. And I'm like, 
I do have to say, like, I feel like people who are called to Berlin also, there's a reason they're called to this kind of hedonistic heaven. Yeah. Where, Although, um, I like to think that I would, I'd be able, like, that we're able to, if you're called here, you will all, like, there's someone else that's, like, that's right for you that's being called here as yeah, well. Yeah, which I yeah. totally agree with. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, she was like, it's all fuckboys or whatever. And I'm like, I, I don't think that's accurate, but no. also, like, there's maybe more people per capita that are like i just want to like fuck around and keep casual and you know whatever then there would be if you were in your village that you grew up in absolutely or if you were in like like different countries have different cultures as well like in australia everyone settles down and like people seldom go long without a partnership whereas here it's like i like also if you've chosen to move across the world or to somewhere else you're also going to not choose to just settle on a relationship because it's happening whereas in your home country i think a lot of people are like oh this is kind of working i feel safe cool mm. but if you've if you've chosen to leave all of your security behind and try a life in a different country you're also willing to like not be comfortable in some easy to just settle down relationship yeah I think that's a thing. That's a, yeah. That's and and I think it's a good thing that it's like I think we should like a criticism I have of dating culture in the states is that it's like people treat it people are way too eager to jump into it and yeah. don't think about it enough and also treat it like like it's a like a ladder on the career yes. thing, you know, where it's like I got to get got that checked off and yes. it's like that's not, I feel the same. Yeah. I feel it's the same culture in Australia, and uh, ugh, like I don't want, like I want to be with someone because I'm excited, like I'm happy to be with them, and they're you know they're good for me, and they bring something out of me, and I bring something out of them, and together we work well, and uh, it's not always going to be perfect, but like we, yeah. we we become stronger people because we like. You start living together, you realize, wow, she's way more messy than I ever realized. <laughs> oh my God, I'm like a housewife from the 50s. I do the laundry, I fold the laundry, I wash the dishes, I run the dishwasher, but she vacuums once a week. So we'll call it even. And uh, and now we have a puppy and, you know, we both were going to train that equally, but we'll see how that goes. And <laughs> yeah, I also like, also in my, um, I've been thinking about how, uh, the, these last years of being single and then like having um, share, like share houses that have worked well and then like crumbled and been absolute um, like traumatic spaces. Um, how I will be when I cohabit with someone in the future is just going to be like, 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 yes, I'll have been living alone, alone for a long time. And so maybe a little bit set in my ways, but I'll also just be so happy to like be doing the thing of like living with someone mm. and being like, that's their fucked up little shit, but I have them in my life and this is yeah. nice, you know? And and I think at 36, that's a very different uh, approach than or attitude than what I had in my mid-20s where it was like, well, you know, it's my space and it needs to be like this and why and you... And that's disrespectful and, and having all this weight around it where it's like, hold on, you're living with this person that you love. Like, okay, they're a bit of a mess. Yes, yeah. No, you totally. Know? And I think more, it's more revealing about like, I didn't think... Like, I could have never realized that I'm a neurotic clean person. <laughs> you know, like, nothing about You're me not says... You're not presenting. I don't present. And I wouldn't have, like, identified as that. And yeah. then I, like, started living with someone. I was like, I'm a neurotic clean person. Like, I am my mother <laughs> who's, like, no dirty dishes in the sink overnight. You know, like, yeah. I yeah. have some of that energy. Yeah, yeah. I'm that, but that never surprised me. But, um, 
Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. That's the yeah, yeah. Should we talk about drugs? Let's I feel like every drugs. time I come on, here, we need to talk about we drugs. We talk about something that's so not adults only, and I'm like, I'm capable. I'm capable of talking about weird, fucked up shit. But I'm really glad we talked talked about all of that because that conversation with my mom this morning, it was like, wow, like I really wanted to to sort of push push that out into all of it all of the spaces like roll that dough out and yeah. see how that looks and also with this like this new thing of like i might not be a mom but i'm excited to like share my space with someone and have a partnership again like that's i am looking forward to that yeah, yeah. and also i mean you have this friend who's not excited to be a parent so maybe there will mm. be a role for you in that child's life you oh know? she she they, they these people really want me to babysit all the time and i'm like you know that i'm probably your business friend like why are you asking yeah. me it's so it's so crazy but I don't want to bitch about that relationship but also my brother has four kids yeah and I love them all and it's like you know what that's a lot of kids like I will be happy to look after one of those kids mm. at some point I'm I'm gonna be that auntie in Germany or somewhere else they can have a you know have a vacation with me whatever let's 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 see how it goes but um, but drugs you had a specific drug story or well have you ever gone to the hospital from drugs? Well, we could argue that I have. <laughs> <laughs> the medical professionals would. <laughs> they said that the abscess had no direct cause, uh, but I'm pretty sure it was from all the powders slipping down my throat and onto my tonsils, and that's why I had an abscess in my throat. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so, but that wasn't like a medical uh, emergency. That was a, there, there was an it, ambulance call. And and were you mid drug use when it flared no, up? Or? No, 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 okay. no, no. I um, no, no, no. I I had been having a pretty heavy summer, and uh, and there was a lot of drinking. There was there were drugs, but it was also like a lot of smoking. I was smoking mm. a lot of weed, a lot of cigarettes. Um, drugs. Cool. Like, it sounds like a tight summer. It was very tight. <laughs> the, the drugs. I wasn't taking that many drugs, but I think. Um, um, there'd been a couple of parties and a few weeks of, of like, yeah, basically I decided no more. I don't think I was taking that many drugs. Like I wasn't snorting a lot of stuff back then. Like maybe I was doing, actually, I think there was more cocaine use than I admit. I was managing a bar. Mm. And so we had a neighbor who would just like, we basically would go through half a gram. Okay. I was taking a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's also always funny because it's like you, like when you tell your, these, sto like when I tell these stories to like, my like-minded friends is like, oh, it's funny. But then every once in a while you stumble into telling the story to someone who's like not in the same bubble. And they're like, you see the horror on their face? Yes. They're like half a... Every, um, a, a, a and, and, then and you're like, like oh, oh. <laughs> like it wasn't Yikes. a full gram. It was half a gram. Yeah. Come on. I mean, it was a casual. It was, it was like a cup of coffee. Exactly. It was like we were in hospitality, you know, yeah. like it was it's a different world. Exactly. So working at this bar, I would end up probably like it was after after this hospital experience, I decided um, from then on, I didn't do any hard drugs. I only uh, drank alcohol and smoked weed. And I maintained that for uh basically up until and i would only do hard drugs like three times a year <laughs> i like how you were you're really like walking this back step but you're like after that i was like no more hard drugs only alcohol like beer wine liquor weed cigarettes and then also hard drugs but only three times a year <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, but really i held to it it was like three to four times a year it was only for special and i held occasions. to it for like six seven weeks no i <laughs> No, I really did hold to it. Um, that was in 2017 that I ended up in hospital. So 20, all the way up until 2021, I, 
know. And like 2020, I was completely sober. So 2017 through to 2021, I was doing hard drugs very irregularly. Um, Like really like three or four times a year, max special occasions. And, um, and so, uh, but yeah, working at this bar, it was there was a neighbor neighborhood like a neighborhood a neighbor drug dealer. So we would probably go through half a gram of coke at least like across Friday Saturday between mm. like three people. Yeah, which is not that. That's much. not that much. That's pretty casual. Maybe it was a gram in total, but like yeah. I'd say half a gram to a gram. I mean, sometimes you ordered another bag, but it's just like it, it was. Seven, it was it just, just you know, you know like I get it. I get we it. You're supporting don't... the locals, you know. Yeah, um, the economy, exactly. jobs, exactly. And then I would be doing hard like. Maybe I'd do like half a pill uh, once once a week, you know, maybe. And that's where I was at. I, ha- I wasn't touching ketamine. I wasn't like that was really my drug taking. But it was all of the smoking, I think, mm. and all the whiskey. And then I had this. Oh, this was throat. the Thai time. The Thai where you were time where you're wearing the uh, Thai. No, 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 and, no. no, no. Oh, okay. That was well before that. Okay. But I like that. But no, I was I was. I was somehow healthy. No, I was doing as many drugs in my 20s. Less cocaine because cocaine is expensive in what, Australia. Yeah. What was the first? What was your first? First uh, hard drug? Yeah. It was a pill. A pill. Yeah. And yeah. what What was the circumstance? Uh, it was St. Kilda Festival. Uh, the end, I'd just finished high school and had been to like music festivals and hadn't taken any drugs at the music festivals and then came back and it was St. Kilda Festival. I had a boyfriend and he had pills and I was like, all right. I'm gonna try and I had my first half pill and yeah. it was and it was amazing it was it was so much fun uh, my boyfriend was crazy though so he really stole the limelight there in the experience uh, but, but I had like I, like wildly high like a problem wildly high like um, like a lot of you know like uh, imaginary ball play <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like, there's I know a- exactly <laughs> <what you> <laughs> like the energy is wild right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. So that's kind of, yeah. And he was a very, like, he was a very was physically flowy. expressive person. Yeah. And uh, the, the most vivid memory of the experience was um, being in bed. And after, like, set, like, M- like MDMA, ecstasy, sex, then being in bed and having these very clear, it was the first time that I had these very clear um, visual, I guess they're, like, eyes closed visuals mm. and i had this visual of this armadillo um sort of hovering vertically in the air like snout down tail up and uh there was a green field and there was a pool like a pond of water and a brown fence and the armadillo was like just floating getting its head dipped into the water <laughs> and it's a very clear image and and so that was the start of me really having these um, vivid visuals when I close my eyes and also during sex as well I would have these Were you I think still was, thinking about the armadillo <laughs> like you're like it's dipping almost in time it's, yeah exactly <laughs> I think this was I was having that during sex and after sex and it was just very clear um, and so that was the first and I was I was 18 years old yeah it was but it was in my yeah 19th year so like mm. yeah, yeah 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 gotcha um, after school so that was my first drug experience and then yeah. I only touched like pills I didn't snort, I, I snorted powders maybe like two years after that for the first time. They were very expensive in Australia, like Coke and Speed. Oh, yeah. And I started a pretty solid speed habit actually in my early 20s. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then it was, um, when I say pretty solid, like I would always have like a baggie with me, but mm. I, I wasn't taking it all the time just when I was out. Yeah. Yeah. Which was most That's nice. Most. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit before work sometimes just to, would, you know, that little. <laughs> no, I would never do it before work. It would only be like party vibes. It would okay. only be party vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speed is funny because I always thought speed was gross. Like I was like, ugh, I would never do speed. Mm. And then I moved to Berlin. And I was like, oh, everybody does speed? Okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone. I don't, I don't do speed anymore because it, it almost immediately makes my tonsils inflamed. Like it's oh, like, be, yeah. it's something in, in it that it's just, um, whereas like Coke, no problem. Ketamine, no problem. But speed, mm. I immediately get like a sore throat. Weird. Weird, huh? Weird. Yeah. yeah. What was your first... Have you told me this experience where you ended up in hosp- in a... Was it a festival where you took... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that... I mean, that wasn't my first experience, but yeah. I... Uh, so it was 2014 and uh, I was on... So just... I'll, I'll back up very quickly. So my first drug experience was uh, MDMA. And this is so embarrassing. I really don't want to say this out loud to you, but it was... <laughs> It was a Steve Aoki concert. Oh my god, that is embarrassing. I love yeah. it. So I was 21. It was spring break. <laughs> uh, all my friends were like, we're going to this Steve Aoki concert. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I wasn't into electronic music or any whatever. And I don't really judge Steve Aoki, by the way. I don't really know. It's pretty. It, no, work, it's very. It's, but it's just mainstream. I, well, yeah. he does. He has. A, he has one song that was cool with the bloody beat roots. But anyways, okay. it, it's like he like throws cakes at the audience and he wears like a native headdress with like LED lights and it's a. He like gets like a blow up boat and like crowds. It's very. It's like every. Game it's game. it's okay. like if you wrote a sketch about EDM concerts, <laughs> it, like it would be all the this stuff. Like is he? Does he have Native American roots? No, he's Asian. His dad created oh, PF, like Japanese, uh, P.F. Chang's. So he's PF rich. Okay, so he's this little rich kid. He's a little rich kid. Who wears a Native kid. American headdress. He did at the time. I don't know if he still does. but uh, yeah. Okay, anywho. so 2014. 2014. So, no, no. So this this was 2011 when I went okay. to see him. Uh, and I had been super depressed. This was like when I was like very clinically depressed. And I took MDMA for the first time. And I was, or I should say I was already in therapy. But I will say that night, it was like I had been depressed for so long. And it was like I had really forgotten what it felt like to be happy. Mm. And then that night, like it wasn't even the music. It was just like, I'm here with my Steve. five friends. It was just Steve. <laughs> he's throwing cakes. The girls are all wearing no clothes and furry boots. And it's it's a dream. It's wonderful. Everything um, I always <laughs> hoped life would be. Um but like I really credit that moment for like it made me remet like re- it reminded me like oh that's what I'm aiming for in like going to therapy and like doing mm-hmm. the work and medit mm-hmm. like it's like I can get I used to feel like this and I could get back to that and it just gave me the goalpost so yeah. big fan of MDMA yeah uh, then got into it a lot was was probably overusing it. But so 2014, at this point, I'm like fully immersed in like I've been going to like all these festivals. And so that summer, I think I went to like six music festivals. That's a lot. And uh, I went first to. So I went six. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I got strep throat three times that summer. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was really. Now, were you smoking? Yeah, yeah, American okay. Spirit Blues. Okay, uh, all right. And and I, the whole time I smoked, they never made me feel feel good, but I just pushed through it because I was like, 
this is cool. Oh, totally. I, I, I smoked heavily in my 20s. Yeah, I wasn't American. We didn't have American spirit. We had, uh, I would smoke drum. Oh, that sounds rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Okay. <laughs> I just met Anna, 24-year-old Anna, right there. No, it's cool, man. <laughs> what the fuck? There was, there was drum, and then there was, um, what was the, there's another uh, one in Australia that's um, classic, classic rolling tobacco. But yeah, I always rolled my own uh, cigarettes. Okay. Very cool. I love people that roll their own. That's not a thing in the States, really. Like, no, not as much. Uh, but yeah, so it's 2014. I and that the the when this happened, basically, I went to this giant uh, rave in Vegas. Um, wow! And like, so it's like 150,000 people. Whoa! It's on the like speedway there. It's it's like it's like a in a, it's it's also kind of cringe in the same way Steve is. But I have to say, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm so happy I went when I was 23 or 24 or whatever, yeah. when I could just like not have not be like, it not criticize it, like yeah. where it's just like, they do these incredible fireworks shows three times a night. Like yeah. there's all these stage, the stage production is insane. Like it yeah. was, and then, then it's just a bunch of kids running around very fucking high. So, mm-hmm. so I go to that. It's like three, you know, three nights all you know, like whatever, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Yeah. thing. Uh, so I go there. We, we get there Thursday, go to the pool party, get hammered. Then three nights of like raving, taking drugs. Then I fly back to Seattle. I spend one night in Seattle. That's where I was living at the time. Then I fly to Michigan or to Chicago because I'm going to another f- uh, festival the next weekend uh, in Michigan. Jesus. Uh, and so we go like that, that I don't sleep the night on the flight. Then we stay up all night drinking. Then we like drive to the festival. Uh, I take mushrooms the first night, have like an amazing at first horrific time, then an amazing time. Uh Uh, I met a girl at the rave in Vegas who was also going to the festival in Michigan. That became a whole another oh, storyline. Was that line. one of those? Um, we did that podcast with Moni about breakups. Was that the, the festival? The girl, girl, yeah, who didn't, who I thought we were dating, and it wasn't. We weren't dating. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Turns out, if you do your whole relationship on MDMA, signals are confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. But so then Sorry. the the that uh, the second day of that festival. Uh, I want to go in early because there's some dubstep DJs playing. I don't want to see them. Fuck yeah. And I get this uh, this MDMA from this guy at our campsite. He, this is a fun note. When we did, he had like a drug test kit to okay. show like, and when he did it, it like sizzled. And he's like, that's how you know it's really good. And I was like, all right. Um, sizzled. Ooh. Yeah. Like it like smoked a little, like almost. Oh. Yeah. Which in hindsight, probably not great. Uh, I've never done a drug like I've never my parents would be horrified to hear this I've never tested any of my drugs ever when I it's funny now I never do but when I first started (laughs) I always we had a drug test kit at home we'd always test our shit that's great. Um, yeah, it was Can very. Can you get responsible. them? I wonder. Wouldn't it yeah, yeah, they're 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 legal and they're super cheap. You get them on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah. I do trust like my dealers here, but yeah. it's like. Well, there's also in this. I mean, at the time in the states, this wasn't as much of a thing. But I, if I lived in the states now, the whole fentanyl oh, issue. Fentanyl thing. It's like, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. So, anyways, I take this MDMA and it's like super hot during the day. I mm. haven't really slept in like two days. And I'm at this stage and my heart starts just feeling like super weird. Like 
the only way, and this is the most broy way I could describe it, is like, you know, when you're playing beer pong yes. and the ping pong ball gets in the red cup and it's like, that's how my heart felt like in my chest. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is weird. Like at first I was like, do I feel weird or am I just coming up? Like, is this weird? And then I think this is hilarious. I like just stopped the girl in the crowd and I was like, can you just feel my heart? Because I feel like <laughs> it feels weird. And of course she's like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah. And so she feels my chest. She's like, you should go to the medical tent. Uh, uh, and so then I'm like, but the whole time I feel very like normal. You yeah. know, like I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm super lucid. I feel like I don't feel like I've been very fucked up on drugs before. I'm yeah. like, I don't feel very fucked up. I just, yeah. my heart feels kind of weird, whatever. Yeah. And so I show up at the medical tent and the medical tent is like, you know, I'm at, like imagine like a, it's 40 degrees day two of this festival. Everyone's fucked. And everybody's like on these, like, it looks like a, you know, like a war, a, a war camp or something, you know? <laughs> and I show up kind of fresh and they're like, what's up? And I'm like, I think something weird's happening with my heart. I don't know. I think I'm fine, but like, I just wanted to get it checked. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. Go sit over there. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm sitting there and then someone comes like, so you think there's something weird with your heart? And I'm like, yeah. And they feel it, and that's when it got really scary because then they stopped talking to me and they started talking about me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like on a stretcher. There's like six people around me, um, and they're like, "I think my heart." And I might be making this up, but I think it was going like 200 beats a minute or something like insane. More, like, like I don't know how many it's supposed to go per minute. Like I think if I go running, it's like 140. Fuck. So, uh, so anyways, I don't know. It was in. It was. It was bad. And so they gave me this drug to slow down my heart. And uh, the only thing they said to me is like, right. Drugs for drugs. Drugs for drugs. (laughs) (laughs) And then this, get this. They're like, hey, we're going to give you this stuff to slow down your heart. Just so you know, it's going to stop. It's trying to stop your heart. So you'll probably feel like you're dying. And then they give it to me. (laughs) And like 20 minutes ago, I'm at a rave like. Coming up on some MD, like, fuck yeah, day two of the festival. And now you, you've been and given something to stop your heart. To stop my heart and Whoa. like, and it didn't work. And that, and then they were like, get the ambulance. And then they're like, well, they're just going to give it more in the ambulance. Let's just give them. And so they gave me the higher dose. And then I just like the biggest feeling of relief I've ever felt. Like my heart like slowed down to normal. And it was like... Thank God I slowed down to normal and didn't fucking stop, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but here's the part that's funny. It's like gently kill you. It's yeah. like, oh, too much empty, <laughs> let's just end it. Yeah. <laughs> From the highest high to the ultimate low. <laughs> Sorry, we just need to stop your heart. Yeah. <laughs> your heart's doing a little too much. It needs to... Need your heart to has to go on a timeout. <laughs> and they're like, oh, and actually stop... Oh, guys, what are we doing? <laughs> Fuck. Okay. So it's, like, it's it just it normalized. It normalized, and and like and I'm I can tell now that I feel more like normal. But here's the funny part: is like so they're like it's too late. You have to go to the hospital. Like you're going in the ambulance. You need to be monitored. You need to be monitored. Mm. Blah blah blah. But now that my heart is settled down, the MD just like kicks in <laughs> full on, and I'm just like hi happy i didn't die so i also have this like new lease on life (laughs) um and and uh and so yeah they took me to this little like 
it was it was out in the middle of nowhere, Michigan, and so like I'm at this like podunk hospital. What does with, podunk mean? Uh, like a little like country bumpkin yeah, okay. hospital Cute. with like a bunch of like there's like four Midwest Midwestern women nurses mm-hmm. who just thought I was the sweetest thing, telling them about how I was in love with this girl that I just met, and that like you know oh, you would have been so chatty. <laughs> oh, I was so chatty. Like they got the whole lot down low on my mom's. You know, I like couldn't stop apologizing i'm like i feel so bad like i'm making you guys work and like this is nothing i'm fine i feel great and they were like (laughs) (laughs) you're high as fuck oh my god that's how that's so cute though yeah it was not cute because uh of the american medical system is bullshit Mm. so then i did oh like two thousand dollars or something for that that's not bad compared to what it could have been like but it was a ambulance ride and a saline drip yeah, so fuck that. but then at some point they just like they let me leave and then someone from the festival came in a van and came and picked me and the other people who had been at the hospital up and just took us back to the hesp- hospital or i mean to the festival, festival and just released us back out to the festival <laughs> and and that was weird because then i was coming down and then it was like all heavy as heavy fuck. and yeah. and you're out there was like no cell reception because it's out in the woods and so it was like I could like I I had a meetup spot at like 10 p.m. for my friends, and so then I had this weird three hours to kill, and like feeling all feeling all like whatever, and, and also probably not feeling like oh I should take more drugs right now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> how long did you wait, Pat? What did you do? I what I told the deal I made with myself was I was <laughs> like. <laughs> That sounds like me. <laughs> Only three times a year. Uh, no, but yeah. I did. Yeah. What was the deal? The deal was I was like, okay, these chemical drugs seems bad. So I was like, I'll only take mushrooms and smoke weed for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I did, yeah. uh, which was fine. I did then get strep throat the yeah. last day for the third time. And having strep throat on mushrooms, not a pleasant Oof. Like, Oof, no. like having a fever on mushrooms. No. Terrible. And then it rained that night. Uh, God, that sounds like hell. <laughs> it was. And the funny thing is, but there was this girl there and we were like cuddling all weekend. And oh. like she was like the hippie girl that I always wanted to date. And I was like, I would. It's funny because if I told you the details where I'm like, you know, like we almost got pulled over by the cops with drugs in the car on the way there. The first day I was there, I literally went to the hospital. Uh, yeah. Then the 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 last day, I got a fever, strep throat, like uh, all this shit, and I'm still like one of the best weekends of my life. <laughs> oh my god, I'm trying to think if I've got something like comparable, but I would say not. Like I think like I always have this bad thing where. And I think it's, I think there's wisdom to it, but I think it's also just unnecessary. Whenever I get sick, I blame myself. And it's like mm. immediately this thing of like, what have I, what have I done? What do I need to change in my life to not do, not to not have yeah, this? Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. it could just be a fucking virus, man. Like it could just be that you were in a space and someone breathed this way and, and you got it, you know? Mm-hmm. And instead I go into this big thing of like, oh, I need to not take drugs so often. I need to not do this. I need to sleep more. I need to I need to maybe stop seeing those people and I need to stop seeing those people. And, mm. you know, I'm going to play table tennis instead of going to clubs, you know? I'm yeah. going <laughs> to... 
And it's like, I'll go through this huge, like overhaul of my, of what I actually like doing. And then it's, and then I'm better again. And I'm like, all right, yeah. ketamine and same heads. Let's <laughs> yeah. <do it. laughs> Come on. Come what on. am I crazy? I'm like, you're just going to not do that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that I think leads it nicely into the other thing I wanted to, to talk to you about, which yeah. was the sobriety. Do we need to wrap up? I feel like we've been going forever already. Um, we are at, I got my contact lenses aren't very good. We've got an hour, but like we're at an hour and a bit, but let's, let's, what, what do you want to bring up? The, the last thing I was going to say, so I had this uh, existential crisis recently where one of my best friends stopped drinking. This um, is your existential crisis. <laughs> Kind of like, okay, but no, I'm curious. I'm not sorry. Yes, no, no, but no, it is funny. It is, but it's, uh, it's funny because like, so he was always my friend who like after shows. If I was like, like what I feel some, like, I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. Tell like me. Sunday night, I was riding home. The city's so warm. Everybody's mm. out by the river, like having a beer, and I'm like. I want to like, I had a drink at the show. Like I want to like have one more drink mm -hmm. or maybe two mm -hmm. and hang out and just feel young and free and alive. Yes. And he was always like my guy yes. that I could be like, are you somewhere? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm at Admiral's Brooker. I've got sect. Come over, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and, and so he, having him stop, I was kind of like, it made me be like, do I need to stop? Yep. You know, like, is this, should I stop? Am I ready? And this, I think you'll think is funny. I was like in the bathroom of Oblomov thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I just like, I've been drinking how many days in a row just because the weather's nice. Like, what am I doing? I need to like, I should shape up. And then I was like, why don't I just like really run it off the rails this summer and then I'll shape it up in the fall. <laughs> Oh, I can relate to that. That was 2022 for sure. Just like, just double down. The thing was like- Three more crazy months and then I'll really handle this. Exa ex exactly. So the thing was in the middle of 2022, that was when um, one of my, like one of like I had two sort of sets of friends that had kids and one of them was about to have their kid. And so he was just like, let's go hard. Like this yeah. is my last summer of like not being- responsible not being responsible for a child and so yeah last summer it was like at least twice a week going 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 yeah. out you know going out like and i was drinking as well last year and um yeah it was funny i was recently at space medusa and the owner was just like anna i i, I told a story about like being wasted and he's like are you drinking again and i was like <laughs> And now it's like, I was like, no, man, I'm not drinking. He goes, oh, fuck, Anna. I miss drunk, Anna. This bar, like, you were the star of this bar. I was like, whoa. He's like, no, drunk Anna is the best. She is the best. Like, if you were drinking right now, you already have a large beer and a vodka shot next to you. Like, we respect drunk Anna. Like, we, I was like, yes. If you had a few less comedy credits, I would be like, you got to put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when you're starting and you're like scratching for the credits, I would have, right. I would have taken star of the bar, space Medusa. <laughs> I yeah, Medusa and I with oh that's the, like that's my, one of my homes here for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, like since 2019. And um, but uh, but I was bringing up the um, like, but I've had I've had some nights recently where it's like okay, so the doubling down, just go hard. Like like this is your first summer in Berlin for. So you agree, I should run it off the rails. I would yeah. say run it. However, uh, we don't want to like, you know, we've just talked about being hospitalized for drug use and being sick. So the thing is, it is all about balance uh, and whether or not it's rules or whatever, but it's definitely listening to your body. Mm. I think getting enough sleep is key. Like that, that's the yes. biggest thing. If you're getting enough sleep and also if you suffer, if you're suffering from any kind of like emotional stress, 
giving that space and not taking drugs over it. I think that's uh, that. Those are the two things that will stop you getting sick of taking drugs. Yeah. But um. But I don't think for me drugs is not like I like I still enjoy taking drugs, but mm. I will say it it's fairly. I'm more in the like you know mid twenties Annabarro's camp of where it's like couple times a year, you know, like, whereas uh, I've done this, I've done this total other thing where, because I decided to stop drinking, what I do now is all the alcohol is, um, is replaced with, um, is replaced with little, little bits of drugs instead, but it's very small, it's small amounts. So what it, what it usually means is that I don't drink, I don't drink at all. It means I don't take drugs. I've, it got a little bit out of hand when I got back from Australia. Uh, so I did need to like rein it back in, but, um, it was at the point where I was taking maybe a little line of Coke, uh, at least like every second day. Okay. That's yeah. And then, and then probably like every second day of that, there would be definitely Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, there would be a bit of ketamine in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, not huge amounts. It might just be a little line of each. Yeah. But the thing is, you wake up, there's no hangover. You get, like, when those drugs have worn off, Especially ketamine is, like, really dangerous with that, where it's like, you can, there's almost no hangover. There is none, there is none. And so the thing is, with even with, let's say, even if I were doing drugs four nights a week, and it's just, it's maybe, and at maximum, a line of ketamine and a line of Coke all four nights, and then maybe two nights where there's another two lines of ketamine, let's say. Mm-hmm. I was still feeling no hangovers, still feeling really good. And You're getting your work done. Getting You're my doing work- the stuff for yourself that you need to do. Exactly. However, I was looking at it and I'm like, that's still quite a bit of drug taking i and and also like just you know after like after shows i'd be in the toilet and be like yeah let's do it (laughs) (laughs) oh man i've never related to something more that thing that moment in your mind where it's like it's a little seed in the back and you're like yeah 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 <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the thing is, like, everyone around me is is like knocking back beers, rolling up joints, and I'm not partaking in any of that. And I do a little line, and I'm and I'm coherent. I it's all, and that's what I was saying. The thing is, if I if I do this little line after a show, and I'm chatting with everybody, and then maybe I do another little bump of like, if everyone's getting a little bit looser, that's when I do the ketamine, right? Mm. Because it's like then I'm a little no, bit looser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is. By the by, the end of the, the, the feeling affected by that, or like the, like really affected by that, maybe it's two a.m. and I go, huh, time to go home. Whereas yeah. with alcohol, it would be like, ah, one more beer, yeah, yeah, yeah. or it'd be like, ah, uh, one more beer, and hey, I got some coke, you know, and then that starts, and then that continues. So it's like doing two little lines and then being home by two a.m. and being asleep and feeling nope. However. My point is that I feel like that was a little bit, I was getting a little bit worried at how good and quick I was at getting at railing up in the bathroom. Okay. So I was like, this is, you, it, it, it became, it started to become, that's my big thing. My worry with all of these things is like when it becomes a system mm. or like, a, which is, which is then like basically a habit, you know, where yes. you're like, 
oh, okay, it's Sunday. I did three shows, which means like I let myself drink at these shows. Mm-hmm. Anya has work the next morning, so I do smoke a fat dupe when I get home, and then I have my pint of Ben and Jerry's, and you know I sleep terrible because <laughs> I, you know <laughs> I had five I drinks. <laughs> but man, in the moment mm, mm. for that twenty minutes, Jesus, that is life. Exactly, and like also like one of the people that I hang out with smokes joints, and so my kind of thing is like I don't I haven't smoked weed now for three and a half years, but it'll be like all right if it's at the start of the night and they're doing that i'll be like i'll have a little bum of ketamine like yeah weed ketamine nice fine but um but okay so basically i've done a bit of an overhaul of my drug taking and so now it's like i will not take drugs until thursday and like thursday friday saturday i can but no other days and so and also what if it's a really nice sunday uh, no, like, like, but like the sun's out. It's the first time, thirty-five degrees. Oh. All the friends are at the lake. Oh, then that's like LSD or mushrooms. That's a different thing. Like, if it's an outdoorsy thing, like a, a weekend day. Also, I can perform after taking acid for sure, and also mushrooms. Whereas, like, I don't like to be. I don't like to. The feeling of the yeah. I will not. I do not like having taken any drugs before performing. And yeah. I used to like. I used to enjoy um, like a beer. But like it's just so slippery. I don't like doing it at all. So, yeah. so I used to think I was yeah. better with two. Like I was like, I'm Me my too. best self with two beers on stage. And there's there is a grain yeah. of truth in that in yeah. this it, earlier because, mm-hmm. like I mean, even a year ago, it's like I was more uncomfortable on stage. So two beers made me more comfortable. Absolutely. Which, but now I had a, I had a real bad one where I got like borderline like almost blackout at Templehof and I went to do Lena's show. Well, of all shows to do, that's all right then, I guess. But yeah, but know. I bought like like I I like <laughs> I bombed so bad and I barely remember it and like Oh my god. And like I I te- Adam and all were on after me and I like texted them the next day and I was like, "Was that like how bad was that? Like was that bad?" And they're like you might want to apologize. And I was like, if Adam and Ayal are telling me I should apologize, it was bad. <laughs> I don't know. Well, she yes. was very forgiving when I messaged her, but like, that was... That's hilarious. That, that now, now it's really changed me where I like, I really don't even have like one because it's like, I am just a little less quick. Absolutely. Like, I just don't like having any uncertainty around my thought processes like i just i just i want to know that whatever's happening is happening just because that's my brain and it's there's no other external influence yeah um like like drug that i put in my body but um you know caffeine's a different thing like even like a little bit too much caffeine i can i can feel its effect on me but it doesn't slow me down it might just make me less relaxed but um but anyway so but acid like if you take acid so a really nice day I think acid's a very different thing. Um, and same with mushrooms. It's like a really nice day outside. I don't count those as I couldn't as perform much. after those personally, but maybe maybe if I took a smaller... A I usually small dose. Take- yeah, you would take a huge dose. <laughs> I mean, I want to go somewhere. Yeah, whereas I, I'm, I'm like, I enjoy the feeling, but I don't want to feel overwhelmed yeah, at all. Yeah. And it's more about like enhancing my reality as opposed to dominating it with the drug. So, um, so yeah, but, uh, but yeah. But so this, so to get, to come back to my point, the existential mm. crisis, yeah, what, oh. the the thing on the bike ride that but I was thinking about. I had, okay. but, but also I have had multiple nights recently where I'll finish a show, I'll and I'll want to just have one 
one knockoff, like one, a few knockoffs, you know, like just a couple of like. <laughs> I like that you immediately went from one. You're like one knockoff, a few knockoffs. Well, you know stay out till six. Like, one beer, two beers. It's like I wanna, I wanna go somewhere where, and the thing, but the thing is also, I'm single as well, so it's a bit different. I wanna be able to go somewhere where there are people that I might be attracted to. I wanna mm. be able to chat with someone, talk, but also maybe meet strangers. And mm. I always wanna do like I wanna do that at least once or twice a week, unless I have a date, and that's a very different thing but like if i don't have a date i would like to go out and be amongst the people and mm. i really only got like like because i've got my like two good friends that you know have had babies and then i've got one friend that i will but like i i you know i always have to be the drug supplier with him uh, and it's like uh, and which is fine but it gets and he's a great bit, at graphic design but it's just a bit annoying no okay. he's not but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know that one friend who it's like if they're gonna take drugs it's because you've got drugs yeah yeah, yeah. and it's a bit like ah uh, like one like you're drinking and you're smoking and you want my drugs as well it's like why you get to do everything you know yeah yeah but it shouldn't be like that but it's like i do miss having and i do i had those friends who were like the good times bad times i've cut them out of my life because it's often led to like not great times but like the people that are always out Mm, and yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. really associating with them anymore but i i'm often in this moment of like i've often had this moment where i'm like all right, I guess I'm just going to go home and uh, and I'll play the drums for a bit until mm. my high comes down a bit and then I'll cook and then I'll go to sleep. But yeah. yes, so but you started thinking maybe I should drink less. Well, it's I, the, I think the greater uh, philosophical question about it for me is like, is part of what we're searching for in that... Sorry, not to bring... I'll just say it about myself. Is part of what I'm looking for in that moment something that like i also can't really capture because i have like like part of the feeling of like fuck it like 25 we're you know like i'm 25 and let's just get hammered on a sunday and i'm not gonna feel that bad on monday and none of us have work anyways so it doesn't really matter mm. and it's like that just isn't my reality anymore mm. and that's is that what you're seeking is that what i'm seeking and and is that also why it's scary or disheartening or sad or like, you know, like Anyo doesn't smoke weed anymore. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, we used to always like smoke a joint and watch mm -hmm. a movie. And now it's like, it's so much sadder when you do it by yourself. Oh yeah. And it, and I do it because I mean, <laughs> I, I'm like, I like the high. Like, the high was there before you were here. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I actually like, I want to get back. I want to get back into eating edibles because I do like the mandatory holiday of weed or yeah. certain drugs where it's like, you know what? It's really hard as like a full-time, like doing what I do full-time comedy to turn, it it's off. Like, to turn it off. And so being able to actually like take an edible and just be present with this act like it's really hard. like by myself i really struggle to watch a whole movie mm, yeah yeah i really struggle to do that because i will i will start working or i'll start interacting with my phone somehow for like usually work related purposes or maybe penis related yeah. purposes um and then and usually i will stop it halfway through and then like do work you know yeah yeah, yeah. whereas to actually be with someone and watch a movie like if i'm with someone it's easier because they're gonna help me stay present. But it's also fun to watch it when you're high. And so yeah. I, I wanna start baking again, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, totally. I, and that is like a complicated thing about doing what we do because it's like, uh, even though I'm trying to pursue it as a career, it is a hobby for me and I like it. And even the stuff that's like, I mean, maybe not like posting or whatever, but mm -hmm. like 
designing a poster or working mm -hmm. on editing a clip, like I find some enjoyment in that yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. And so it's easy for me to be like, ah, oh, yeah, like, well, why wouldn't I work right now? Like I have the yeah. time. And so oh, yeah, like, like, this exactly. is, uh, this is my free time. And why wouldn't I spend it doing that? Yeah. But it is important to make the holiday and get high to and take it to take a fucking actual break and I, and really my dating life are like that is my breaks like it's like when i'm with someone and it's like okay i'm with i'm with you and then i'm just gonna like i'll do all that stuff once you're gone you know mm. and like and that that's my break but um but yeah they all smoke weed so it's like uh you know yeah. it's just fine but um but what, yeah. i feel like we do i know we need to wrap up but here's the the la the yeah. thing i guess the thing other the thing that gives me the most anxiety about partying is like my parents are very straight laced mm. and uh i think what scares me is i mean obviously it's like I also I also would say I had a drinking problem when I was like in my early twenties and Me I've, too. I've like abused different various things over the years yeah. in ways that weren't healthy. Yeah. I would say I'm generally I feel okay about where I'm at, mm -hmm. but I'm still cognizant of like I'm aging, I'm feeling my aging, and I'm doing the thing that is easily medi like medically like this is the one thing you could do to stop this stop, yeah uh, are you talking the alcohol or are you talking all the drugs? all of it i mean alcohol also even the uh, even though it's not a lot but like three four times a year going to a or like to a club or a festival and then not sleeping you know yeah. I, I don't know how much the the pill is bad for me versus but i know staying up for 27 hours or you know whatever yeah, that's hardcore pat that's hot like th like <clears throat> i completely am like i am with you on this uh quandary like i don't however party like that like if i party i will be wrapping it up by 6 6 a.m usually like a one day party in 6 a.m so that and it's very rare that i will keep going because I have shit to do the next day. So it will mm. be then sleeping for at least seven hours or six hours and then continuing with like the shows that I've got to do or whatever. And so I like actually having patches where I don't sleep for that long, like my body can't handle it. Like I know mm. that my body needs eight hours uh, of sleeping after like, and, and then like, you know, and then, and then I need to come back into that, that sleep cycle and, and normalize it some. But um, in terms of like, yeah, I definitely, as much as I never drank to be out of control, my drug, my drinking habit, my twenties, absolutely was a problem. Like mm -hmm. I, 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 and even up, you know, up until I've stopped drinking, like I've, I, I know how much I'm drinking. I am not creating crazy, crazy bad behaviors, but it's the frequency and mm. it's the, it's still and, quite and moderate, the, but it's very. It was very frequent. I think the thing that worries me, and I want—that's what I guess what I wanted to get to to ask you about—is like, was there a point where you were like, "Ah, oh, there's an inkling of dependency here." That even is, with my current my current format of like just drugs, it's like, like I really still want to do those drugs every week. Like, yeah, you know, and I do. I make a conscious effort. Like this new rule of like just from Thursday to Saturday, I leave my drugs at home. It was funny. I was um, I had this I had this horrible news about my friend's uh, child, and um, and then that night I was like I should probably take it easy, and then I was with one of my good friends, and I was like I should probably go home now and like give my space time myself space to grieve or we could share this 2CB pill I have and, 
You know what I did. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because if there's ever an or, that's what's happening. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That was the second time I took TCB that weekend. Um, but the first time was celebratory. This time it was like, let me see how I can feel you know process and i ended up just sort of you know like kind of gently spiraling into the sadness of um, my friend's loss and 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 like you know okay i'll do, take a little bit more ketamine and then nice distraction dancey dancey and then it was like sadness and then i tried one more like we went to we, we changed changed places like three times last place we got to it was like all right one more like one more you know we'll do a little bit of coke a little bit of ketamine let's see how we feel and i was present with the music for like half an hour and then it was like I was like okay I need to go I need to go I'm done and um and then uh the next day I had um like a podcast and a show to to do went actually and saw Nikki Glaser which was great but like after my podcast recording and then in between then and Nikki Glaser I like that morning I had left my drugs at home but then after I um in between the podcast and the Nikki Glaser I went and had food at a restaurant and after my meal I went to the toilet and I was like I'm not feeling great. I'm feeling pretty tired. I'll just do a little bit of coke. And I went into my bag. And I was like, I left it at home. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, the rules work. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Anna, that's not good. Like that's like I I was really and like I I shouldn't like at that point like it would have been fine for me to take drugs then. But like what was the what so I could be in a better mood to watch comedy. And it was actually I'm really glad that I left my drug. I was smart. But it's like it was that moment where I was like, oof, that's like there's an interesting dependency happening. And I'm still like, I'd say I still have, you know, I still, I love drugs. But we, the thing is, drugs are so normalized in society. Everyone's drinking. Weed is legal yes. in so many places. It's like, it is part of being human that we like to engage with substances that change how we feel. So it's like- And sometimes those experiences are productive. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I do think there's a value, I think to say that they're in like, that it's just wasting time is not really that's not true an understanding of how psychology works yes yeah i but I, yeah but i think it is just really i think i think maybe some people don't question their drug use we are conscious of it which i think is good um of course like my form of drug use is quite radical and for some people that would be like that's problematic simply because of the substances i'm using yeah where it's like i'm actually looking at the amount that i'm consuming as well as the impact it has on me you know before and after and whatever and it's like i actually think this is healthier for me but um but yeah like i'm still i'm still really conscious of the fact that yeah i like to like once a week i like to feel something very different and i like it to be a synthetic mood enhancer yeah, I think, and this maybe is the perfect thing to bring us full circle mm. on, is I, that's my thing, is that I always feel like, I've always thought, like, I'm going to outgrow this, right? Like, I'm going to, oh, there's going to be... I've never thought that. With the, the, the thing of feeling like an adult, I'm mm. like, someday I'm going to feel like an adult, and I'm not going to be called to do this in the same way. Mm. And that is true in some ways, you know, like, the way I used to, do these things yeah. i don't do it in that way anymore yeah. i'm much more like reserved with it but i'm like but when is there i guess i always had this mm. picture in my mind that someday i would just be kind of like ah i don't want to feel i don't want to bother without feeling bad and and i don't need to like kind of go crazy to be able to like focus and really get shit done for three days which is kind of like my cycle of yeah. like go crazy oh shit i was like that was crazy lock it down focus 
be yeah, super yeah, productive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'm stressed from being productive. Go crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think like, I, yeah, I I don't think that um, wanting not I don't think becoming an adult is not wanting to let loose, and I think experiencing like we have all these different we don't so human history is like the, the amount of time that we've had these history the amount of time that we've had with these other drugs and people actually talking about them is a lot shorter than what we've had with all of the other drugs alcohol and like you know mm. taxed stuff so there's less stories uh there are fewer stories around around sort of uh adult use of them but i think i think like lsd for example is i don't think it's ever unless you do so much of it then you get you're over, you, you're done yeah. you're done but like i think if you engage with these drugs in a moderate way i think you're always going to enjoy doing them and it's and it's and in terms of that whole, I think I have gotten to the to the age where it's like I do not want to waste my time with a, a drinking hangover. Yeah. Or with MDMA, I've, I seldom touch pills and drugs. Like that's like three times a year I'll touch a like a pill. Two yeah. CB somehow and is man, different. it's the best. <laughs> it is so much fun, but the come down is yeah. so it, it's yeah. it's a lot. And so for me to touch an actual like MDMA or like ecstasy pill, like that's like three times a year, and I'm really conscious of of the after effect. But I don't fuck with shit that's gonna make me feel bad in the future. Like that 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 I feel is quite an adult move for me. It's like okay, no, like I want to even with weed like i was um thank you to the audience member um who made me it but he made me a hat like a weed cookie and i felt so fuzzy the next day and i'm like i don't like i actually mm. don't like that yeah i don't like the fuzziness and so you know but with the drugs that i do now it's like there's no yeah there's no there's, there's no after effect so i guess that's my adult thing but i think wanting to experience different different physical you know um feelings is it's not something to outgrow and it doesn't make you childish to enjoy them i don't think yeah no i agree i i don't think it definitely doesn't make you childish uh i i guess i also always have the thing of like could i be i i guess this is maybe too deep for the end of this podcast but I'll, i'll just quickly say it and we can wrap it up uh but like I always feel like I could be better, which probably gets to some feeling of like not being enough. Mm. And so I think that's the thing is it's like, oh, okay, like, so I'm finding a little bit of success. I'm feeling better about like my comedy. I'm pursuing my dream finally. It's great. But what could I do if I really worked hard, you know? And, and to my partner or my friends, they're like, what do you mean work harder? Like, this is insane. Like, we don't see you. You're, you know, totally. it's, you're ruining our marriage. No, <laughs> but but yeah. to my mind, I'm like, yeah, but there's like whole hours of the day that I don't <laughs> work. And- well, that's why, I, that's why I did my 2020, no alcohol, no drugs, no anything, because I wanted to see what that would be like. And I was I was productive, but I was not more productive than I am when I do engage in mm. stuff. Like I do think 2021 was a real like, uh, I was a real blowout. 2021, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not sure how much, but I think that was also like trauma recovery. Blowout, more like blow in. Am oh, I right? Dude. <laughs> Woof. Like 2021 was insane, but um, but uh, I think you you are productive, but this the thing is like. When you're not doing any of those things, you spend, you still have to have these downtimes and you still, you know, you're not still not going to be motivated to like be doing stuff all the time. You can be a machine, but then that creates trauma in other ways and, and shit does like your body will push that out in some yeah. other form. So 
you know, I um, when you were saying that you like to like go wild and then like get yourself back together and focus, like I don't like like the way I go out these days. It's like I don't want to feel any guilt about what I did going out. But mm. I, I do want to have this like I allow myself this blowout and then it's like a day off. And then like that's my that's my holiday for that. Like that mm. was my time out. Is it that healthy? Maybe not. But like once a week, I, I want to make it once every two weeks now because I feel like mm, not because of productivity, but because I, I want to be able to give myself time to relax. That's not just recovery. Mm. That's not partying and recovery. That's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what I want to do. And like do things that are healthy, like uh, go for a walk. That's a slow, peaceful walk through nature. Like, mm. I don't do that. I walk to get places, you know, like, or, you know, do, doing, doing things that are actually like soulful. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll probably just keep partying once. <laughs> Hang out with these 26 year olds. Woo! Anyways, we should take something this summer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're definitely okay, going to party yeah. this summer for sure. Cause you're here this summer. Woo! Yeah. Oh my God. I'm excited for this summer. Everyone's excited for this summer. Yeah. Berlin, baby. Berlin. All right. Um, where can people find you? What should people look out for? Uh, at Patmore Comedy on all the platforms. Uh, I run, sh- if you're in Berlin, I run shows. Uh, Eventbrite, Patmore Comedy. That's, that's yeah. the shit. Yeah. Uh, AF Barros, if you don't already follow me, <laughs> please do it. Uh, that has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Thank you so much and goodbye. <laughs>